What an honor it is to be here. I give honor to pastor and bishop and this fine church. And good to see my friend, Brother Roland. He's not much on looks, but he's a good guy. I know everybody's used to many evangelists coming through here. You finally got the best looking one. I might not be the best preacher. My granddaughter, who we're raising, I've adopted her. She will be excited to know I'm at the church where Victor Jackson comes from. It kind of hurts your feelings when she goes, Brother Jackson's my favorite preacher. I said, what? I said, I ain't seen him send you no money. But it's good to be in church. My favorite place to be is in church, in the presence of God. Now, I, I apologize to the screen operators, but I'll try to have the scriptures to them tomorrow night. I remember growing up in church when we never even had a screen. You know what we did? We brought these. A big voice in my life is Brother Huntley. And Brother Huntley told me, he said, Nick, we need a revival of revival. I won't meddle. <laughs> Judges, 16 and 25. Anybody ready to get rid of 2020? I'd like to go find all those guys at the conferences I was at who said 2020 was the greatest year coming up. Y'all heard them? The year of vision. Really? I wonder where they're at now. And it came to pass when their hearts were married that they said, call for Samson that he may make us sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house and he made them sport and they set him between the pillars. And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And I want to preach just for a little bit on when vengeance is ours. And I believe that we're going to make a turn. I'm not saying everything's over. But I'm saying that we're going to learn how to fight it. It may not get better. 
Woo, don't go quiet on me, but it just might not get better. Because the time is short. Jesus is coming back. But we're going to learn how to fight it. Come on, we're not going to be passive anymore. I don't know about you. I don't care what takes me out. I'm going to preach the gospel. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to heaven. Because this world is not my home. Because I'm just passing through this place. By the authority of the word of God and the power that's in your name, Jesus Christ. Lord, I speak it right now into this place. Lord, begin to move upon us, Lord. I've been praying for your people, God. Begin to move upon your people. God, we need you right now in a powerful way. It's not about us. It's all about you. We're asking for you to visit us and begin to move upon us. Heal our bodies, Lord. Heal our minds. In Jesus' name, I rebuke any spirit that's not of you right now in the name of Jesus. I take total dominion over it and put it under my feet. I cast it out in the name of Jesus. I come against sickness. I come against disease. I come against fear in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, touch my mind, touch my voice, touch my body, because I can't do it unless you help me, God. What a privilege, Lord, it is to be in your presence. You may be seated. You see, the Bible tells us of a man from the tribe of Dan named Manoah. Now, y'all will find that I preach in Bible stories. Is that all right? It's kind of about the Bible, right? Manoah and his wife, they are unable to have children. So one day, an angel appears to Manoah's wife and tells her that she will have a son. And the angel begins to instruct her on how to raise him and how no razor shall touch his hair because he will be a Nazarite and he will begin the deliverance of the children of Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So they have a son, just as the angel says, and they name him Samson. Now Samson is the 13th judge of Israel. Judges 13 and 24, and the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtaol. So Samson is on his way to Tenmouth where he's courting a Philistine woman. Now, I don't even need to stop and begin to preach on that for a little while. Y'all know better. Come on, there's nothing out there that you want. I didn't get the Holy Ghost till I was 38. I can tell you what's out there. There's pain and there's misery. You need to stay in the church. You need to let God show you who to go out with. So he's traveling to date this Philistine woman and they're going through the vineyards of Tenmouth and the Bible says a young lion comes against him. Now I'm just going to tell y'all, I don't care if it's young or old, I'm going to be scared if a lion comes against me. Be my luck, the young one could run me down. 
I'd rather have an old one. Maybe he's only got one tooth. <laughs> and the Bible says the spirit of the Lord moves on Samson. And he kills this lion with his bare hands. Now, that's a bad dude. Have you ever wondered how he did that? I have. I mean, I've got quite an imagination. I, you know, maybe he ripped his, stuck his hand down his throat, grabbed him by the tail, pulled him inside out. But the Bible says he rends him like a young kid. Now, he doesn't tell his mother or father. I don't understand how they didn't hear him beating up a lion. My mom and dad could hear me do things I didn't even know they had a chance at hearing. And they continue on their way to see this Philistine woman. Now, time begins to pass, and he returns to Tenmouth for his wedding. And as he passes the lion, he notices a swarm of bees and sees that there's a honeycomb with honey in this lion. Samson and his parents eat of the honey. And while he's at Tenmouth for his wedding party, Samson not only likes bad women, but he likes to gamble. Y'all ever notice everybody playing the lottery don't even have shoes that match? I'm serious. I don't know how it is here, but in Arkansas, they get over there and they scratch them before they leave. So Samson has him a little gambling problem. And he remembers this lion and he comes up with a riddle. And he gambles with the Philistines and he gives them seven days to solve the riddle. He says, if you can't solve this riddle, then you have to give me 30 garments. This is a garment. Y'all got that? Now, I didn't realize back then, but they had sheets. <laughs> it says 30 sheets in the Bible. They must have been expensive if you want to gamble with them. He says, if you solve it, I'll give you 30 garments and 30 sheets. Judges 14 and 14, and here's the riddle. And he told them this, he said unto them, out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not in three days expound the riddle. So these Philistines, they always got a bad attitude, if you'll read the Bible. And they come and they go to Samson's future wife, who's not in church, and they threaten to burn her house down and her father's house down if she can't find out the riddle. So she begins to cry. You hate me. That's feminine as I can get, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> Mahaney's don't have an effeminate side. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> you don't love me. And begins to pour on the waterworks, nagging at him. And, and he tells her, why should I tell you? I haven't even told my mother and father. And she begins to press him. For seven days, she weeps and begs until she finally wears him down and he tells her the meaning of the riddle and she goes straight to the Philistines. And they walk up to Samson and they said, what is sweeter than honey? And what is stronger than a lion? 
And Samson realized he's been betrayed. And he goes to Ashkelon where the spirit of the Lord moves upon him. And he kills 30 Philistines. And he takes their garments and rips their sheets off. Can you imagine laying in bed? Whoop! So you got 30 naked Philistines with no sheets. And he goes to his wife. It gets worse. You think 2020 is bad? He goes to his wife and her father's doesn't give, him to her, give her to his best friend. So now Samson's really mad. And Samson goes and catches 300 foxes. Now, I've got a, a chihuahua mix. <laughs> People think I got a Rottweiler or something, but no, I got a chihuahua, and her name's Princess Jasmine. <laughs> yeah, thanks to my granddaughter. And if that dog doesn't want you to touch it, you're not getting close to it. Can you imagine catching 300 foxes and tying their tails together? Not just catching them, but tying their tails together and putting a firebrand between their tails. And he sets them out into the cornfields and the fields of the Philistines. He burns all their corn in their vineyards, and he's not through yet. Samson's pretty aggravated. And he whips up on the Philistines, and the Bible says he made a great slaughter. So he, he kills so many of them, he has to go and hide. And he's hiding in the rocks. But the Philistines want revenge, and they come after Samson. And they come to Judah at Lehi. And the men of Judah, when they see the Philistines, they want to know why they have come there. And they tell him, we have come to bind Samson and do unto him what he has done to us. So 1,000 Philistines put fear into 3,000 men of Judah. You see what the enemy does to you? Come on, he wants to make you think that it's impossible to defeat him. And I come to tell you tonight, nothing's impossible with my God. Come on, if one of us can put 1,000 to flight, how many demons can we put to flight in this place tonight? So they find him, his brethren. Sometimes the worst hurt you'll ever find will come at the hands of your brethren. They say, don't you know that the Philistines are rulers over us? Come on, I just come to let the church of God know tonight there's an old devil in hell that's gonna come against my church. Come on, even the gates of hell can't prevail against this church. Come on, this church has went through lions. This church has been tried at fires at the stake, but it keeps on moving on. Come on, I'm not bowing down to the government. I'm not bowing down to a political party. I come to have church, and I plan on having revival in 2021.
So his brethren come to tell him, we come to bind you. We come to bind you and deliver you to the Philistines. So Samson has them swear that they will not attack him themselves, and he lets them bind him. Judges 15 and 14. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire, and his bands loose from off his hands. And the Bible says he found a new jawbone of a donkey and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. Now that tells me that there were other jawbones laying around there. But Samson reached and got a new jawbone. Come on, I come to tell you, it's time we picked up some new weapons. The devil has been wearing us down. Come on, he thinks he knows how to come against us because he's been fighting the church of God for so long. And he thinks he's lining us up to defeat us. But I come to tell you tonight, Souls Harvard, God has a new weapon. Come on, we've been faithful in the battle. Come on, we've been given even in a pandemic. We're still trying to have church during a coronavirus. But God is about to put a new weapon in our hands. I'm afraid that we get the enemy backing up. And we think we've defeated him and we let up when God intends for us to destroy him. Not just back him up, but to destroy him. We get victory in the prayer room and it spills over into our service. The enemy is on the run. We're on the verge of total defeat. We leave church feeling great. Well, I got some victory tonight. And by morning, the attack is coming against you again. Where the enemy is not only after you, but he is trying to destroy you. But tonight, we're going to get victory. Come on, we're going to get total victory. I come to put the enemy under our, my feet. If you'll just look at me and watch me stomp on his head, maybe you'll get the faith to know that you got power through the name of Jesus. There is no chain that can hold us. Samson takes this new jawbone and he kills a thousand not a hundred, a thousand Philistines. Now y'all, he's throwing down. I used to be an old barroom brawler. That's what we did, go get drunk and fight. And I've whooped three guys at one time that were like, Music ministers or something. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor. I don't understand why. I can play just about anything up here, but I'm not a sissy. I'm sick of it. 
Y'all are about to find out in the next three days why they don't ask me to preach a lot of conferences. These men have swords. They have shields. Slingshots, probably, who knows. Spears. And Samson, all he has is a jawbone. But it was a new weapon from God. And he destroys every one of them. We need to learn that God has a role for us in his kingdom. And he's not going to put us in that role without a weapon to defeat the enemy. We don't need new methods. It's all right here. Come on, I come to tell you that there's not a new doctrine. It still takes repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, not the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In filling with the Holy Ghost, and you will know you received it because you'll begin to speak in another tongue as the Spirit gives you the utterance. He looks around, and the bodies of his enemies are laying everywhere. I mean, you kill a thousand folks. Whew. And the Bible says he was exhausted. Really? Whew. I get exhausted walking up here. And thirsty. I imagine. And he throws down the jawbone and begins to call on the Lord. Lord, you've given me a great victory over the Philistines. Boy, it sounds just like apostolics. Now am I going to die here of thirst? It's always, Lord, you did this, but. And I'm going to fall into their hands now? Judges 15 and 19. But God clave a hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Wherefore, he called the name thereof in Hakor, which is in Lehi, unto this day. See, Samson reached down, and he drinks from the new weapon. Come on, you following me? God has just provided him a new weapon that day. Come on, I come to tell you that the very thing that destroys our enemy is also going to be the very thing that gives us the strength we need. Come on, when we get wore down, that new weapon's not just going to hang up on the wall, but it's going to revive us. It's going to be the sustenance that flows through us. Come on, it's going to be the water that, 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 that takes care of our thirst. The battle's been tough. Come on, the enemy has been trying to wear us down. I know he has me. Can't afford Jenny Craig anymore. Shut down the KFC buffets. I mean, really. I pulled in my hometown KFC buffet where they know me by name. Hey, Reverend. Nothing. 
I took a selfie and put it on, I forget, Twitter or something, put Fat Lives Matter. <laughs> Bring back the buffet. So I had my own little protest. What are you doing to us fat people? See, you're glad you came tonight, aren't you? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Come on, the devil doesn't like us having a good time. Come on, he wants us all sad about the future. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, when I come in God's presence, I get a smile on my face. Come on, when I come into God's presence, I want to laugh a little bit. Now, when Samson looked back to all the victories and the milestones in his life, he never forgot the place where God gave him victory over the enemy. But he also never forgot the place where he gained strength and provision from the one who had called him. Now, Samson, he's reigning for 20 years. We don't hear a lot about him except he carries the doors of the gates of Gaza off. And the next thing we hear is another woman, Delilah. Looks like an Avon lady blew up in her face. She's got those eyelashes. like she worked all night in the coal mines, washed everything but her eyeballs. And this is who he decides to date, the man of God. Whooped a thousand folks with the jawbone of a donkey. And she begins to press him because the Philistines come to her and bribe her. And they want to find out where his strength comes from. She begins to ask him, won't you tell me where your strength comes from? And he finally, after she pressures him over and over, he tells her, if I'm bound with seven green withs, y'all know what a width is? I had to look it up, Brother Google. What's a width? It's a bowstring. How about that? Thank you. I bet Victor don't know that. I never heard Klein didn't say that what a width was. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse, people. <laughs> so she binds him and says, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. 
and the Spirit of God moves upon him. And the Bible says that they broke like they were touched by fire. And Delilah says, you mocked me and lied to me. You don't love me. Now, Samson, sometimes you wonder about his thinking. Because he says, if you'll bind me with new ropes, I'll be just like anybody else. And he goes, hey, where are you going? I got to go to Walmart. I can buy some new ropes, honey. I'd have been gone. Nope, he waits on her to come back with the new ropes. And she ties him up. Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he jumps up and the spirit of the Lord moves upon him and he breaks the ropes. Now Delilah begins to turn it on. And he tells her, if you fasten my seven locks, you see he's getting closer and closer. Slowly but surely. You see, the devil doesn't always come at you in full force. I've cast out devils out of people when they came at you in full force. I bound spirits like flopping up in the air, freaking me all out. But I bound them in Jesus' name and cast the devils out. But most of the time, he just works on you just a little bit at a time. Because he just wants you to compromise just a little bit. See, it's a slow fade. Just a little bit. Why, why that preacher was preaching at me today. I don't think he can tell me what to do. Well, that pastor can't say that about me and my family when he hadn't said a word about you and your family. It's called conviction. You got a pack of dogs, you throw a rock in the middle of them, the one that screams is the one that got hit. What's he preaching like that? I don't have to give 10% of nothing. And he begins to slowly but surely. And she fastens his hair. Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And the Spirit of God moves on him and he whips upon him again. She begins to press him. You've mocked me three times. Day after day, she pressures him. The Bible tells us until his very soul was vexed to death. Finally, he tells her everything, that he's a Nazarite and a razor has never touched his hair. And if I be shaven, I will be like any other man. He falls asleep on her lap and a man comes and shaves his head. Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He jumps up like every other time. But this time, the Spirit of God has left him. Now, I'm afraid in our apostolic circles, we don't preach about this enough anymore. When I was a kid, I heard the preacher say, you better quit messing with God because you're going to come to a point where he's done with you. Oh, we don't want to say that stuff anymore because the biggest tithe payers might get up and walk out of the church. But I come to tell you, God is not mocked. 
You just keep pressing him. You just keep hiding stuff. You just keep doing the secret sins. And you watch what happens to you. The Bible says he'll turn a deaf ear to you. <laughs> My God, don't let me get to a place where I don't love the truth anymore. And a strong delusion is sent upon me because I don't love the truth. Come on, you better love this word. You better love the preacher that preaches. You better tell him to preach it because if my family makes it, it's because the man of God preaches. <laughs> the Philistines bind him, blind him. Now back to his Gaza. All the lords of the Philistines had a great party and a feast to offer sacrifice to Dagon, their false god, to rejoice and do whatever Dagon wanted. They called for Samson. We want to make fun of him. We want to make sport. Here he is blinded. He's let out. And they begin to laugh at him. They begin to throw things at him. They begin to mock him and his God. But they didn't realize that his hair had begun to grow back. So Samson tells the lad, I want you to lead me to the pillars where the house is supported so I can lean against them. You see, there's 3,000 Philistines there. Judges 16 and 28, and Samson called unto the Lord, said, O oh Lord God, remember me. Come on, God, remember me, I pray thee. Come on, you may have done some things that you shouldn't have done, but God remembers you. Come on, he's waiting on you to cry out to him. He says, and pray and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood on which it was borne up, of the one with his right hand and of the other with his left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might and the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. You see, the building comes down. It destroys his enemy. But I want to go back to what Samson prays. You see, there comes a point to where the enemy has done so much to you that God says that is enough. You go get you some vengeance. You go take care of it. Samson killed more than in his, in his death and his life for vengeance over his eyes. It didn't say that he went to kill the enemy because he wanted to exhort God. It didn't say it was a great victory because God said, I'm gonna lead you here and you're gonna kill them all. No, he killed them all because God gave him vengeance. Come on, the enemy thinks he's wore us down. 
2020 hasn't been easy. Come on, I was sitting at my desk in March and got canceled for eight weeks. Try that one on when you like to eat like I do. Mully grubbing, whining, but I just kept on. I didn't stop, I got my Bible out and I kept on studying. I kept on praying. We give our last dollar, not just once, but several times. And the enemy has been mocking us, putting us down. He thinks he actually has us, but God's about to let us get some vengeance. Come on, those children that aren't acting right, walking out in sin, come on, God's about to bring them back. Come on, that loved one that used to sit on these church seats, God's about to bring them on home. God said, that's enough. I'm about to give you some vengeance, people of mine. You go ahead and you whoop up on the enemy, not just because of me, but because of you. Get some vengeance for what he's taken back from you. <laughs> Psalm 18 and 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength. In whom will I trust? He's my buckler, and he's the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Woo! I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compass me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. I believe he was looking at 2020. Come on, you want some people to get mad at you? You just stand up for what's right. And sadly, it's in some of our churches. Oh, don't preach against the homosexual. Oh, don't preach against abortion. Holiness, I've had them say, we'd rather you not hit anything on holiness. That's the last time I go. Last time I checked, God pays my bills. And if he tells me to preach it, I'm going to preach it. And there's not a police, there's not a devil in hell that's going to keep me from preaching it. These ungodly men are trying to make us afraid. The sorrows of hell can pass me about. The snares of death prevented me. Come on, death has been coming all over the place. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. And he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him, even to his ears. Listen what happens when God hears us. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and was shaken because he was mad. He was wroth. Come on, God's about to fight our battles. We're about to see the greatest revival we've ever seen. It may not be easy. Come on, you may have to 
tighten everything up and step into the fight knowing that you may die. But we're going to have revival because God is angry at the way the world is trying to treat the church. Verse 17, he delivered me from my strong enemy. My strong enemy. He didn't say some weak, powerless enemy. He said he delivered me from a strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. Come on, there's some things happening that's too strong for us. And we step out there in our flesh thinking that we can do it on our own. Honey, it ain't gonna happen. You're gonna lose. But if you let God fight your battles, I don't care how strong the enemy, my God's the overcomer. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large. Well, that makes me want to, if I could run, I would run right now. Into a large place. He delivered me. Why? Look at that. Because he delighted in me. An old junkie, an ex-alcoholic. He delights in me. Come on, a blasphemer. A rebel rouser but he delighted in me. <laughs> the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness. He's telling us twice. According to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. I've had people say, well, I've been praying. Nothing's happening. How righteous are you? He's not hearing my prayers. What are you watching when you go home? What kind of games are you letting your kids play? Come on. Do you pay tithes first or do you wait and see if you got enough money to pay tithes? Come on. Are you living separated from the world? Because he's not going to reward everybody. He says he rewards you according to your righteousness. Righteousness means that you make the right decisions. That you live holy. That you speak holy. That you lift holy hands in the sanctuary. Verse 29 says, for by thee I have run through a troop and by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. 
For who is God save the Lord? Or who is a rock save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet and setteth me upon high places. He teacheth my hands to war. Come on, we're not, we're not supposed to be called out of sin and be passive. We are warriors. God didn't call me out of sin just to sit on a church pew. He called me out of sin so I can be a soul winner, so I can fight the evil spirits that are besetting this world. He says, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand hath holden me up, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me. When I was a little boy, my dad would walk and I'd take two steps. He'd walk and I'd take two steps. But God has enlarged my steps now. Come on, quit taking them small steps. Come on, start taking them large steps for God. Start having faith. It takes faith to take a large step. Anybody can take a couple little steps, look around. No, but when you take that large step, you're saying, God, where you lead, I'm gonna follow. That my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn again till they were consumed. I have wounded them that were not able to rise. They are fallen under my feet. For thou hast girded me with strength unto battle. Thou hast subdued under me those that rose up against me. Thou hast also given me the necks of mine enemies that I might destroy them that hate me. Come on, Souls Harbor. Are you ready to just keep going just like it's been going? Or are you ready to reach down and grab a new weapon? 2021, sitting on the horizon with the shadow of 2020 still falling all heavy upon us. We can either accept what is gonna happen next year like it happened last year. Brother Fauci's an idiot. He don't know what's gonna happen. Speaking gloom and doom but I refuse to believe it. My children are gonna be saved. Come on, my family's gonna be protected. Come on, my family's gonna be blessed. He's my bread when I'm hungry. He's my water when I'm thirsty. And when that old enemy, the devil comes after me, he lets me place him under my feet. I want us all to stand. Now, I would ask, you know, raise your hand if you've been through a lot this year. That'd be the dumbest question I've ever asked. Because we have. 
I've buried some close friends here just lately. Brother Barnhill, District Secretary of North Carolina, one of the greatest men I've ever met. Kind man. Was never sick in his life. The only time he had been to the doctor was when he was born. Got sick and was dead on a vent in four days. Another friend of mine, my age, brought out, he spent 14 years in prison. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He began to evangelize. He was pastoring a church in Minnesota. Gone. It was hard on me. Brother Guy, gone. That was tough on me. Brother Hernandez. And the list goes on and on. Now I can choose to hide myself in a bubble. Come on, I'm just going to tell you what I feel right now. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling together of one another even more so as that day approaches. Or I can say, whatever happens, I'm going to win somebody before I get taken out. I preached in all the hot spots. I just left Seattle. They're walking around in hazmat suits. Me and Brother Kleindance was in Malaysia last year. And I was baptizing people from Wuhan, China. We didn't have no idea. And we just keep on preaching. Some of y'all have been sick, but you just kept on. Bishop just kept on believing. His wife refused to believe it was going to happen. So we have been through it. The enemies have been coming after us. And not just with sickness. Everybody in my house had COVID. So I sat there waiting on mine. I'm ready. I got nebulizers. I got pills. I'm ready. I tried my best to get sick. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Come get retested. I don't know how many times I got, I mean a bunch of times. Finally, I said, that's it. I've had enough. I've wasted two weeks. I could have been baptizing somebody. And the worst fear, the worst thing about it wasn't the COVID-19, it was the fear of worrying about whether I was going to get it or not. Because the Bible says fear is a spirit. And that old spirit has moved in upon us, but it's time that we place him under our feet. Oh, well, I might get sick, but until I do, whoo, I'm going to shout the victory. Come on, I'm going to be a soul winner. I'm going to have revival.
So I wonder, on this first night, I know y'all trying to figure me out. Brother Roller knows how crazy I am. Wondering what this guy's going to do, what's he going to say. You know, used to in the old days, you'd go for weeks in revival. And the, Bishop, the first two weeks was for the church, remember? Because the church had to have revival first. We don't have that luxury. We got to get it tonight. We got to have victory tonight. Because God wants to heal somebody tomorrow night. God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. God wants somebody to be baptized in the name of Jesus. So we got to have that breakthrough right now. If you're tired of being sick and tired, I want you to get out of your seats. And I want you to begin taking some vengeance for your two eyes. What is the devil trying to take from you? Come on, you need to say, I'm taking it back. You can't have it. You can't have my joy. You can't have my victory. Because I come to praise you. Come on, I wonder if we could just let this building be torn apart with the praises of God's people. Come on, that's it. Well, I said yes. Hallelujah. 